Alright, hello everyone, my name is Olivia, and welcome to Liv's Corner. Um, today I'm going to be talking about transgender stereotypes and debunking them with uh, my opinionation on them. And uh, I am also going to be talking about, um, well let's just jump into it now. Uh, oh, yesterday I made a question to Reddit, to the Ask Reddit subreddit, and what they said or what I said, was I was asking if there were deep-voiced women like me who go through the same troubles, like being mistaken for a guy, or, you know, just... Well, generally generally that. <laughs> um, uh, so, what happened is, I asked this question, uh, referring to all girls, not just me, because, you know, there are actual deep-voiced women out there. I know this for sure. I knew it. But someone replied to me that they didn't think that there was such a thing as a deep-voiced woman. There were just, you know, raspy-voiced girls. You know, girls were just like, you know, I guess raspy? That sounds like you have a cold or something. So I didn't really quite get why they said that. And then, uh, and then immediately regretting my decision to post this to Ask Reddit instead of Ask MTF. Because I get a better audience range there. Um... Well, not audience range. I mean, like, I, I mean, I get more people to understand what I'm trying to get at here. Um, you know, but yeah, no, I, I immediately regret posting to our Ask Reddit. Fucking my damn Gracie, my cat Gracie. Um, I just stuck Panda on top of the stereo. She knocked it over and knocked down the speaker's remote while doing so. <sighs> fucking, fucking cat. Grace, I love you, but you're a pain in the ass. Anyways, filming this... I'm not filming. <laughs> yes, I'm filming a podcast from my living room. But yeah, no, no. It's uh, mainly from my living room. So, um... <clears throat> uh, back to the story. Um, when I said I immediately regret... Po- regret when I immediately regretted posting to our Credit, um, I said I should have went to RMTF. And then someone else posted, Oh, we're talking about... We're talking about trans girls? I thought we were talking about real girls. And I just... I got angry. I got so angry. Like... I didn't necessarily think that... You know... The Reddit thing that I posted... Or that the, that people would be just that ignorant. But apparently I was wrong. Um... So... Upon reading that, I just deleted the question. And, you know, told... Um... I went straight to RMTF and told them about what happened. <clears throat> and a lot of people really got it. They really were um, understanding there. They told me that I shouldn't have posted there because there's a lot of toxic people on Reddit. So it's best to like stick to you know the places where you know you won't be you know like you know judged or where you won't be you know criticized or better yet you won't be victim of transphobic comments such as what I've experienced. Um. <clears throat> And then explain to me a, a, a bunch of better, a much, uh, how is it? How do I, my words, I don't have words to tell you. Fuck me. <laughs> um, they explained to me and gave me better, you know, advice uh, or encouragement. See, there are deep voiced women in the world. It's just, you know, they struggle with the same shit and it is... 
The main thing to know is that at the end of the day, I'm still a girl, and the way I talk doesn't necessarily reflect what my gender is. It never does. And I guess that's the takeaway from all this, is that, you know, my uh, no matter how deep my voice may sound someday, or, or no matter how much I adjust it, even if I do, do like, slip up and, you know, make a make my voice sound, like, too deep. I pretty much, all I need to do is just remind myself that, you know, I'm a girl, and no one can really take that from me. I mean, who can just, like, go around taking gender from people? Ha! I got you! I got the way you perceive yourself! Boah-ha-ha! No! <laughs> Ow! Fuck me! Ow, that hurt. Ah. God, if you guys could, like, if this was filmed or anything, you can see that I busted my neck the wrong way. Ugh. Alright, let's just dive into this other topic before I lose the train of thought. Now, um, here we go with transgender stereotypes. And I found this article, uh, called 10 Common Myths on this website called Vox.com. Uh, for, it said 10, it says, uh, transgender people, uh, semicolon, 10 common myths. Uh, now here's what I have on the article. Now I'm gonna list these, these little, um, what is it called? I'm gonna list these myths and then I'm gonna uh, like reflect on them with my own commentary. So here we go. Uh, myth number one, transgender people are confused or tricking others. Bullshit, I mean, why, what purpose do we have for tricking you? This isn't some goddamn April Fool's prank. Which is Camille, by the way. Um, this isn't some fucking, you know, sideshow we're giving you guys. And, you know, at the last minute, we'll be like, ta-da! I'm not this person. No, that's not it. We identify this because we feel how we feel. You know, we are who, ident- who, we, who we identify as because it makes us feel more comfortable, more, sa- more um, you know, sane to be how we truly feel. Um, that's, that's it. That's pretty much what it is for the uh, first one. Uh, second myth, sexual orientation is linked to gender identity. That is another BS thing. Um, sexual orientation is how, what, what you're attracted to, who you uh, find romantically or, you know, physically attractive. And, you know, it just happens to do with, you know, how you feel about people, you know? And then there's, um, that and no, sexual orientation, which, if you guys, you know, when we put it into, you know, other labels, gay, um, bisexual, um, asexual, pansexual, um, Jesus, I can go on and on, but I'd rather not, because there are so many things. I cannot list them all on the top of my head because I may not know the proper names, but I do know a few. So, and that kind of orientation does not reflect on how you, um, how you are, you know, how you see yourself gender-wise. See, gender identity is what, how we feel as, uh, you know, how we perceive ourselves. Um, for example, you can be gay and... You can be a transgender girl. See, what I'm getting at here. You can, you can like, like, say you were like, you, you were uh, MTF. You can still be gay, but not for men, for women. 
And there's like a common term for this in um, in Reddit that we use amongst ourselves. We call ourselves transbians, which is um, basically a transgender girl who likes other girls. That is a, that's what we refer to as transbian or being a lesbian trans girl. That's what it is, that's what it is. You can you can still be that. You can still like girls and be a transgender woman. Or plain and simple, just be a girl. And same goes for trans guys. You can be a trans guy and gay. Where you would like other men. So, that's basically what that is. I can go on different examples, but those are just the two main ones I want to bring up right now. Um, <clears throat> myth number three. Letting trans people use the bathroom or locker room watching, matching their gender identity is dangerous. Okay, so so maybe I had some Taco Bell. Maybe I want to use the restroom. If I go there, it's not gonna be a fucking danger, unless you count how bad my, how bad what I have to do is. Like, it's the only danger I pose to a bathroom is you know maybe the smell that comes of it, but that's it. Honestly. Um, like, I see this all the time, it's not just, I'm not joking here now, uh, I'm, I'm saying that, you know, if a trans girl wants to use the bathroom, such as I, and I go to the ladies' room, like I, like I belong, I'm not gonna do anything. Honestly, I'm just using the restroom. If you are someone who has the intention of doing uh, some ulterior, ulterior and, and questionable stuff in the restroom, then I don't think you should be in the restroom. But it doesn't act to... It doesn't... God, it just, it just pisses me off so much. No, um... If you're a trans girl, and you go to the trans... And to the, uh, the ladies' room, you're going there to use it for its intended purposes, is to do your business and get out. Same for trans guys. Same for anyone, really. Because why? Because we are not planning to do a goddamn thing but use a fucking toilet. That's it. Moving on. Number four. Transitioning is as simple as one surgery. Bullshit. Um, I'm also going to be debunking this, the fifth myth while we're at it. All the trans people medically transition. Now, transitioning is more than surgery. It's taking... It's a, It's not... It's more than fucking um, taking meds. What, what transitioning consists of is the process of coming out and the process of identifying publicly as who you want to identify as. And it is, there's so much, like, um, human, there's so much emotion, so much shit that goes through your mind when doing these things. And, quite frankly, it's all part of the process of transitioning. Another bit of the process goes to, like, you know, tr- finding clothes to dress into. Finding, you know, the proper tools and stuff to adjust as, you know, your identified gender. Because, not all another myth to debunk is that you know not all people transition or not all transgender people transition at a at a super young age they did not have time the people like me do not have time as a younger person to develop you know the the skills and the um and to be nurtured or to be, you know, growing as the gender that they identify as. And we, we didn't have time or that kind of, you know, um, luxury. <sighs> Not luxury. It's, it's like 
we didn't have what most younger people that come out had, which is time. And, and you know, we basically need time to gather up clothes, we need to gather up makeup, or we need to gather up, you know, um, gaffes, or acquire the skills for tucking, or acquire the skills for binding. There's so much that goes into transitioning that you have no idea. I can explain the whole dynamic, but there wouldn't be any, any more, you know, room in this podcast left to talk about it. A point is, is that, you know, transitioning is not just surgery. Surgery and taking the hormones or, you know, testosterone for it are whole other steps. And, you know, we are not just surgeries. I mean, come on. Give us more credit for that. We're just... Jesus. And also, not all of us do surgery or the HRT. Some of us feel comfortable with how our bodies are at the moment, and some of us don't. And if we do feel comfortable with our bodies, it doesn't make us any less transgender. It makes us, you know, it's our bodies, we do what we want with them. That's the whole thing behind it. Um, and, you know, you don't have to go through hormones or surgery to transition into a woman or, or a guy or anything. You can just, you know, go with how you feel and justify it when necessary. You know, and it's all completely cool. You don't gotta transition with like meds or anything. Um, <clears throat> all right, I think I debunked number five as well. Okay, so here it is. Number six: trans-inclusive healthcare is expensive. It's not expensive; it's just hard to come by. Next question. Number seven: children aren't old enough to know their gender identity. Bullshit. I once saw a video of a girl who was like. Uh, at, eight, at seven years old, they came out as a transgender girl. And, you know, it was... And even today, this person, I think her name was Rebecca? Yeah, yeah, she came out, and she was like part of that uh, whole, I'm the transgender scary person the media warned you about thing. And, you know, I, her story was really inspiring to me. I honestly wish I could have came out at the same age as her. Things would have been a lot different. I would have gotten puberty blockers. I wouldn't sound the way I do. I would have been, like, you know, totally cool with how life was going. But, you know, I'm happy for this, for this little girl to you know, come out at a young age and to be, like, so brave and to be an advocate at such a young age. This was, like, t- a few years ago when she was, like, 10. I think she's, like, in her teens now, and she's, like, I think she's still doing it. I haven't looked into it, but either way, I'm still very happy that children can come out as and be courageous enough to point out, hey, I don't feel this way, I feel this way. To me, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage. So I applaud these people for doing so. Um, but yeah, I know, you're never too young or, you know, too old to come out. Uh, number eight, transgender people are mentally ill. Uh, wrongo. We're not mentally ill. We, like I said, we just identify as who we identify as. You know, a mental illness is like stuff like ADHD or, you know, PTSD or schizophrenia as a mental illness. Being transgender is, you know, just how I, how we perceive us as our identities. I don't know how many times I said perceive in this podcast, but I swear to God, it might be 20 or 17. Let's make it 30. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Perceived. 
perceived, 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 perceived. Let's add another 20 on top of that in the next few minutes while I talk about this stuff. Um, <laughs> number nine, transgender people make up a third gender. No. Wrongo. Uh, you see, there's male, female, and there's trans man and trans woman. They they both fall in the same fucking category because, I mean, we only use the term cisgender to describe people who have um, who are comfortable being with their with their sex, like their gender and their sex match. Now, if they are mismatched, like transgender girls and transgender women, or tra- transgender men or transgender boys, <laughs> fucking tomato tomato. Ah, God. Okay. Uh. Just because your gender and your sex does not match doesn't mean you don't fall in the same category as a boy or a girl. I am a transgender girl, but I still like to, I still use the word girl. I still say I'm a woman because when it comes down to it, I am a girl. Plain and simple. We don't make up a third gender. There is more than two, there is more than three, there's more than fucking four. There's so many more genders. But transgender the whole umbrella term does not make up a third gender. Next question. Um, drag queens and kings are transgender. Oh my fucking god, I hate this one so much. Okay, okay, so <clears throat> I don't have anything against drag queens or drag kings. You know, honestly, if you do that, you are totally cool in my book. But, but, calling all trans women drag queens is you know, not only transphobic, but offensive to the people who actually do drag. It's like, it's not even the same category. Um, by definition, I think. Hold up. Let's look shit up. <laughs> uh, not to do that from a, from a recent podcast I listened to. By the way, there's another podcast here on Anchor called Let's Look Shit Up. And they are really cool. I like their shit, honestly. Um, I listened to a few episodes. They recently did an episode on iTanya, which I would recommend checking out. They're, they are called Look Shit Up, or We Look Shit Up. I do like them. This is not a fucking, uh, what's it called? This isn't a sponsor. This is more me recommending another cool podcast about entertainment and movies. Uh, whereas I will only do that occasionally. Like, like I'll say, oh, this movie's good. That's about it. Okay, um, the definition of drag queens, son of a bitch, not that, not that, (laughs) no, um, blah, 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 okay, the definition of drag queen is a man who dresses up in women's clothes, typically for the purposes of entertainment, now, drag isn't even a sexual orientation, it is just a hobby, it is. You know, and it doesn't mean it's correlated, it doesn't have to be correlated to orientation or gender identity. But drag is a hobby itself. And then if you look back here, they're saying that all transgender men or women are drag kings or queens. That is itself, you know, a stereotype, because not all of us do it. You know, because then not only would it be like, how would I say it? Not only would it make us look less credible, 
but it also kind of, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, a trans girl getting all get up like a drag queen would just basically be us going out to the bar to dance or have a good time. Because, you know, basically, now, we're not drag queens or kings. It's just, it don't work that way. It don't work that way, boo. Okay, continue. Um, let's see. That's, that's actually all 10 minutes. Holy fucking Christmas. It's about that time. <clears throat> Alright, so while I have this up, I also have another article from a Christian trans man. Oh my lord, uh, we do not have enough of these people. Uh, we need more of them. Oh my god. Uh, because, like, okay, I am a Christian trans woman. Let me get that down. Christ is my savior. I go to church. I love God. I'm all for all of that. And I still swear like a motherfucker. <laughs> and <laughs> just like that, I swear so much. Um, but yeah, no, I am a Christian. I'm. And that's that, you know. But I'm saying we need more people who can speak for us as, you know, the transgender community on the Christian side of this, of the whole audience uh, of, of, of people. Because, like, uh, here, this person's name who I'm reading this off of is Austin Hark. He runs this uh, blog called Sojourner. And, uh, apparently he is a, uh, he has his own YouTube channel called Transgender and Christian, uh, where he kind of, uh, seeks to understand and share parts of the Bible that relate to gender identity and the lives of transgender individuals. Austin is a graduate of Luther Seminary's Master of Arts program in Old Testament and Hebrew Bible Studies, and is the writer, and is the winner of the 2010 John Milton Prize in Old Testament writing from the same institution. Now, um, I just read a little bit of an autobio on, not autobio, a little bio on him on the bottom of his article. He's a really cool guy. Check him out. <clears throat> He's a trans guy and Christian. He's fucking awesome, man. All right, so let's get to the article here. Uh, I'm only not going to read the entire thing, but I am going to label the, or get to the headlines and Put out my opinion on them, like the last time. Well, they won't be so... I'll try and be concise, guys. Really, I'm working on it. Um, the number one misconception of all transgender people is that all of us believe that we are born in the wrong body. That's not true. Like I said, people who uh, don't go to surgery and, and stuff, don't. sometimes they don't feel like it. Sometimes they're happy with their bodies, and they still identify as a girl or man. Or... Sorry. <laughs> I just burst a second. Excuse me. I also know the stereotype for just general girls that all of us have, have you know, uh, that girls don't burp or, you know, toot or anything like that. That's not, that's not true. Um, we, we do that. It's a thing. We can be just as gross as guys. Believe me. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, yes, we are not all born in the wrong body. In my case, I guess my body is fine. I I was just born with the wrong genitalia, to be honest. Uh, anyways, ooh. misconception number two. Transgender people experience a war between the body and mind. 
and which leads to their belief that bodies are unimportant. I'll read, I'll read the little bit that he wrote here. <clears throat> According to Christian, what he wrote, he's quoting how another um, girl's article uh, was um, kind of contradicting and, you know, was incorrect in stating some of these stereotypes. So he's basically saying the shit that she got wrong, but respecting her, which is what I like about him. Alright, continuing on. <clears throat> While Christians have been accusing transgender people of subscribing to, to, to Gnosticism since at least 1982, the subject didn't show up on most people's radars until New Testament scholar N.T. Wright made similar comments in 2017. The problem with this argument, though, is that transgender people are not moving toward a separation of body and mind, they're moving away from it. Toward wholeness, no trans person I know personally or have ever read about has been of the opinion that their body didn't matter. Trans people do not set up a dichotomy, dichotomy, forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, between the body and mind slash spirit. They're just doing their best, best. To explain the dissonance they feel between who others say they are based on their physical appearances and characteristics and who they know themselves to be. If you got what that meant, good, because I'm not going back. My voice is hurting and I just want to get on with this stuff, man, girl, person. Ugh, I need water to this. Mm. I'm drinking from my cup that says me, says I am me, with a transgender symbol on it. And it's in pink glitter. I fucking love this thing. You can get this at Spencer's. Not a sponsor. I fucking wish. Alright. Misconception number three. Gender dysphoria is that this that dissonance between who others say you are and who you know yourself to be is corrected by convincing people to affirm their sex assigned at birth. Um, allow me to read this one too. Um, the lady he's, he's quoting is Erdine's Piercy. Piercy writes, a distinction between one's body and one's senses of gender is like all disordinances and effect of the fall. The problem with the statement is that now Piercy's belief that fractured relationships and self-conceptions come from our fallen nature has a fairly standard part of Christian theology. The problem is that um, by specifically linking gender and dysphoria with the fall, with no qualifiers regarding culpability or choice, she's suggesting that that simply by experiencing dysphoria, transgender people are sinning and need to be redeemed. Um, not true. This kind of thinking can lead to push for a conversion or reparative therapy that attempts to fix transgender people by compelling them to identify with the sex they are assigned at birth. And in fact, for those familiar with the practices used in reparative surgery, the phrase Piercy uses to describe the actions of parents, a gender non-conforming child, sound distinctively menacing. Uh, his parents worked with him extensively to help him accept him as a boy. Okay, regardless of the causes of dysphoria, here's what we know. First, we know that conversion therapy to change someone's sexual, gender, or identity doesn't work. Second, we know that socially and medically transitioning does alleviate dysphoria and lead to better and mental health outcomes for transgender people. So, wrapping that up, what it means is <clears throat> that we... If we don't experience, uh, if we don't agree with our sex to be our gender, and that, that is generally a sin, it's not because, you know, we gotta think of it this way. Like, you know, if we want to improve ourselves and our, um, 
and, you know, feel comfortable and safe in our bodies and to, like, you know, love ourselves. You gotta, like, you know, go down to, like, you know, do what you, what you feel is necessary to do, which is, like, you know, transitioning, which is totally fine. And, you know, it helps us, you know, stay healthy mentally and, you know, it keeps us, you know, from going off the deep end and shit. And, uh, you know, basically, we don't need conversion therapy. We don't need to, like, assign with our sexual um, biology to feel happy. It's just not how it goes. Okay, uh, continuing. Um, the conception, misconception number four is provides... Pr- <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god, my voice is hurting, guys. Now, you know what? I'm going to leave this article for you guys in the footnotes. Because, by God, my voice is starting to hurt. And I don't think I can talk anymore. Oh my God. I'm not meant to talk for long periods of time, dear Lord. But, you know, my podcast, I'm, I'm just getting started. And I'm really trying to deliver content to you guys in a way that, you know, it can be both fun and cool to hear but at the same time I want I'm still new to the podcast land so my I guess my new record time here is 30 minutes holy shit that is crazy anyways um that is all for today basically I just want to say that the stereotypes that people pin on us they're all completely full of of shit and we shouldn't really you know if someone mentions a stereotype and pans it on you, I want you to stand up and say, no, that's not how it is. That's not how I feel. Um, you're being transphobic by stating this, and I really think you should research this stuff before you go ahead and accuse someone of, you know, this and that. Or paraphrase what I just said and say, hey, look, that's bullshit. Look your shit up before you tell me what you think is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, and I gotta stop saying it like some like I'm some sassy chick from whatever movie. Put title in blank here. Anyways, um, thank you guys for listening so much. I love you all. Um, be sure to um, check out the other episodes before this, and um, be on the lookout for more episodes in the future. Uh, my name is Olivia. Uh, thank you for watching. Bye bye, or thanks for listening. <laughs> bye. <laughs>